0: Hi everyone, as I prayed about the year ahead, 2024, I feel that the word the Lord has for us, for you, is multiplication. Maybe things are looking a bit tough for you right now and you need a multiplication of resources or opportunities, or perhaps you just would like more joy in your life. Or maybe things are going really well and you're thinking, how could this multiply and scale even further? you know one of my favorite characters in the old testament is elisha the prophet who was the successor of the prophet elijah and he ministered around the year 850 to 800 bc and there's an event in a book of the Bible in the Old Testament called Second Kings, chapter four, that shows us how God provides, how he multiplies, how he meets us in our time of need. And I believe that this passage will speak directly to us today. So let me read it to you. This is Second Kings, chapter four. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Let me pause there. This is about uh, a widow. Her husband had been a prophet. In fact, he'd been in what was known as one of the schools of the prophets. These were sort of like training academies for prophets, roughly up to about 100 in size. They were in places like... Bethel, Jericho and Gilgal and sadly this man has passed away and uh, he's left his wife and his two sons and like many of of us in ministry, he was great at ministry but bad with money and he's left them in debt and she's got no way to pay this off and so the creditors were coming to take the two sons into bonded labour as payment. This was common practice at the time. So this is a serious matter. It's quite literally a matter of slavery or freedom for this family. And then Elisha says this in verse two. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little jar of oil. Elisha said, go round and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go, sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. So what does this? Amazing story, this miracle of multiplication, tell us about how God multiplies in our lives. Well, firstly, start with what you have. Elisha says to the widow, tell me, what do you have in your house? You know, often in scripture, when God is about to do something amazing, he often asks us to begin with what we have. So when he called Moses, God said to Moses, what's in your hand? Moses goes, a staff? Or at the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus says, well, you feed the people to his disciples. And they say, well, all we've got is two fish and five loaves. Or when Jesus teaches about faith, he says, there's a single grain of wheat in your hand. Let it go. Just use that, let it drop to the ground and die. Then it will become many seeds. You know, as it says in Zechariah chapter four, don't despise the day of small beginnings. And I find the widow's immediate answer to Elisha's question to be one that we can probably identify with. You know, when asked, what do you have? The woman says, well, I don't have anything, nothing. And that's so often our response, isn't it? When God says, what do you have or to do this? We go, Lord, I've got nothing. But then the woman realises and she adds, I've got nothing except a little jar of oil. Verse two, aha, thinks Elisha. Then that's where we'll begin. And I wonder, what is the equivalent of your life? in your life of accept a little jar of oil. What is the little jar of oil that you already have? Is it a little amount of money? Is it a little amount of courage? Is it a little idea? Is it a little amount of faith? Start with it and trust God to multiply. You know, in the original Hebrew text that the Old Testament is written in, where it says, "Accept a little jar of oil, the word used for that little jar, a is not used anywhere else in the Bible. And it's a special word because it was used for a small jar that would contain not cooking oil, but anointing oil. Oil used for consecration, for setting apart of something or someone for the Lord. It symbolized worship and the presence of the Holy Spirit. You see, all miracles of God begin with his presence. And do you have the presence of Almighty God in you by his spirit? Yes. Actually, the apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians says that no one can even say Jesus is Lord and mean it except by the Holy Spirit already in them. You are anointed by his presence and your worship of him is where the miracle that you desire will begin. Whatever little you have with the Holy Spirit, you've already got all that you need and you can set apart your life. You can set apart that little which you have. You can set apart your work to the Lord and he will multiply it. When I was a pastor back in London in 2013, uh, I got an email from uh, an American guy saying, uh, could he come and see me about something to do with his work? I said, yeah, sure. So we met up for coffee and he said, look, um, my friends and I have a business uh, in America and um, we're about to launch it here in London in the UK. And um, I thought it'd be a good time to, ask the lord to to bless it to sort of give it to him and say it's his would he would he multiply it and i said oh so what what's your business and he said oh it's it's five guys and i thought he meant it was him and just four friends so i said oh it's a small startup is it and he said no 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 he said five guys is a Chain of burger restaurants, and um, I didn't—I'd never heard of it, but it was already big in the U.S. But they'd never launched outside of America, and this was going to be their first ever go outside of America. They had no idea if it would work overseas. So he said, "No, it's called Five Guys. Can we give it to the Lord? Could consecrate it, as it were? Will you pray?" So we we prayed for the Lord's blessing. And that July in Covent Garden in London, they launched the first ever Five Guys burger chain outside of the US. And guess what? It worked, it really worked. And the Lord has multiplied it. There's now 150 restaurants in the UK and many more around the globe, including here in Malaysia. You see, you can start with what you have and consecrate it, dedicate it to the Lord and he will multiply it. It begins with an act of worship. What do you have? And if you want to commit what you have to the Lord, we'll do that in prayer at the end. Start with what you have is the first thing. The second thing we see in this passage is involve others. In uh, verse three, Elisha says to the woman, go round and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. So again, we see throughout the Bible on many occasions when God multiplies, he likes us to involve others in the miracle along with us. So let's think about the feeding of the 5,000 again. Jesus gets the disciples to distribute the broken bread and the fish and then God does the multiplying. Or in Luke chapter five, with the miraculous catch of fish. There's so many fish that the disciples have to signal to their partners in other boats to come and get involved. And think about Alpha, really. It's it's amazing to see how God has multiplied the Alpha course around the world. But of course, it's not any Alpha team, one Alpha team running it. It's thousands of churches doing it in partnership. I wonder, who could you ask to join in in seeing your miracle happen? In joining in to the multiplication? Another four guys, perhaps? Who is it that you could ask? You know, just recently, I was with the Alpha team in Hong Kong and they told me how um, one of the big global banks there, the Christian Fellowship in the bank, decided that they want to run an Alpha course in the workplace, in the bank, in the offices. And then one of them in the Christian Fellowship had an idea. They said, why don't we see if any of our other colleagues in other offices around the world also want to join in and run Alpha together? So they reached out to a few other offices and that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to run Alpha online and um, they're going to invite their colleagues and they're all going to do it together in Hong Kong, in Taiwan, in Singapore, actually in four countries all together starting this march. Brilliant idea. And likewise, as God multiplies in our lives, maybe he's asking you today, could you involve others? Then the third thing we see is Don't ask for just a few. That's what Elisha says to the woman. Go and ask your neighbors for jars, for empty jars, but don't ask for just a few. Interestingly, as long as there were more jars, the oil kept flowing. It kept multiplying. And here Elisha tells the woman, in other words, to go big in her ask of God. It seems that the scale of the miracle was impacted by the measure of their faith in collecting the jars. Verse six says this, when all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. So let me ask you this, how big are you in your ask of God? Don't ask for just a few. Go big in your faith and in your prayers and keep stacking your prayers like the woman and her sons stacked up the jars. Who knows if there were any empty jars left out there, uncollected in the neighborhood. If they had collected them, then the oil would have kept flowing. You know, here at HTBB, we've seen God do amazing things in our children's church, we call it CHTBB. The number of children in it has just multiplied and multiplied and actually we've run out of space. And we've been praying for so long for extra space. But thankfully, although we've been asking big, the Lord has delivered. And as of this February, we have some additional space to move uh, the children into so that can continue to multiply. Don't hold back and don't just desire for more things or more opportunities, more answers to prayer. Also, and this is important, go big in your desire for more of God, more of Jesus. You see, we have God in the measure in which we desire him. There is always more of him, more of his presence, more of his spirit for us. In John chapter seven, Jesus says this, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. And John goes on to say, and by this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. You see the spirit of God, like the pouring of the oil is limitless. Ask for more. And then fourthly and finally, pour for more. Elisha told the woman to collect the jars in her home, close the door and pour the oil into the jars. Verse five, it says, she left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. You know, when it comes to God multiplying in our lives, yes, we must ask for more, but we must also pour for more. Think about it. This little bit of anointing oil in that small jar was the only thing that this impoverished family had had left. And yet the widow was prepared to obey and pour out the little that she had. And that was the point of faith. That was the place of the miracle. In other words, we have to get started. We have to move in faith and start pouring. The multiplying takes place as we pour out and not before. Yes, we have to gather the jars in faith beforehand, but we have to pour for more. What could you begin to pour today? And we see in this miracle a few important things. Firstly, that God loves to involve us in His miracles. Just before this miracle in the previous chapter, 2 Kings 3, the kings of Israel in the north, Judah in the south, and Edom had come together to fight against Moab. And they'd gathered in this field and the water had run out for the soldiers. So um, they're like, what do we do? So they consult Elisha and he tells them to dig trenches in the field, which the Lord then miraculously filled with water. But the men still had to do the digging. And in the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples still had to distribute the bread and the fish, but the Lord multiplied it. At the wedding in Cana, the first miracle of Jesus, Jesus told the servants to uh, fill the stone jars with water and then pour it out. And then he turned it into wine. And here the widow and her sons collect the jars and she pours out the oil. And as she does so, the Lord multiplies it so that it just keeps flowing. And in His grace, God gives us the dignity of joining in with His miracles. Thankfully, He just asks us to do the possible. He does the impossible. The second thing that we see is that it's important that we should pour ourselves out just as Jesus poured Himself out for us. The New Testament tells us that the Son of God came to serve, not to be served. And Elisha tells the woman to close the door behind her and then to start pouring herself. Jesus said, your Father in heaven will reward you for that which is unseen. You know, when you go into your room and close your door and then you pour yourself out in prayer in your room, God sees and he hears, and he will reward. And sometimes are pouring out, although done in secret, it will become known by others too. I mean, think about it in this story. The neighbors must have found out what had happened as the woman poured out the oil and it was multiplied. Interestingly, in that previous chapter, when the kings of Judah, Israel, and Edom come together to fight the Moabites, and they discover they've got no more water. King Jehoshaphat of Judah, he says this in 2 Kings 3 verse 11, he says, is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord through him? An officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. That meant that he served the prophet Elijah. I find this so interesting because just after Elijah, had hit, his master had been taken up to heaven, Elisha picked up his master's robe and he struck the river Jordan with it and the waters parted so that he could walk across And then straight after that, Elisha ends up in Jericho where the water has been poisoned and the city's panicking. But Elisha prays, throws salt into the water and he purifies the water. Even says that the water is still good to this day in 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 Jericho. So two amazing miracles. Elisha parted the water and he purified the water. But interestingly, Elisha here wasn't known because he'd purified the water or because he'd parted the water, but because he had poured the water, because he had served. You know, the world might not recognize the miracles of God because it doesn't acknowledge him, but it will notice when you serve. It is the distinctive of Christian leadership and discipleship. As you quietly serve in the office, in your family, in your home, amongst your friends, people will notice. And finally see how the jars, they had to be gathered, they had to be assembled, and importantly, they had to be empty before they could be filled with oil. You know, as we gather together, either in the building or online, if you're feeling Empty today. Perhaps you're at the end of your tether. You're spiritually feeling empty, dry, close to burnout, or all out of faith. That does not mean that you can't be filled with the oil of God's presence. In fact, in desperation, in your emptiness, that might be exactly why you can be filled with the Spirit today. As Spurgeon put it, he said, a full Christ is for empty sinners. It is not our emptiness, but our fullness, which can hinder the outgoings of free grace. The Alpha team uh, recently got a a phone call from a woman. And uh, she said, um, hi, I I work in HR. And I wonder, could you help me um, run Could you show me how to run an alpha course in my workplace? And they said, sure, have you done alpha before? She said, no, I'm not even a Christian. They went, oh, wow. Uh, So why? (laughs) Yeah, we can help, that's interesting. Why do you want to run an alpha in your workplace? She said, well, we want to do something for the staff and somebody suggested we should run alpha. And it looks interesting, but I don't even know where to begin. And the team said, yeah, sure, we, we, we can help you to get started running an alpha uh, in, in the office. Um, but on one condition, will you attend as a guest as well as running the thing? And she said, yeah. She said, I'm open. I'm, I'm ready. She said, I, I know nothing, but I'm willing to receive. Isn't that interesting? She felt like an empty jar, but that's exactly why. She's ready and willing. You know, Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So shall we ask him right now? Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever device you're listening or watching this on, this is for you right now. Just ask him to come and fill you as an empty vessel right now. Just pray, come Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, would you come and fill me to overflowing streams of living water flow within me again right now. Come Holy Spirit. And if that thing you want to see multiplied in your life, that area in your life, that work, that opportunity, that relationship, whatever it is you want to multiply, remember it begins with consecration, with committing it to the Lord, giving it to him, allowing the Holy Spirit to come and just fill it. So whatever that is, just say to the Lord now in your own words, it's yours, Jesus, Jesus. It belongs to you. Would you come and bless it? Consecrate it. I set it apart for you. Would you multiply? Don't just ask for a few, go big in your ask. And Lord, I pray for blessing and multiplication in this year ahead, that others would see our service and see your provision. And in so doing, Jesus, that you would be glorified in your name we pray amen